Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Move Through Motivation. I am joined today by my better best half, wife, the best <laughs> wife, uh, the blessed wife of being married to me. She is my bride of going on 14 years, Sherry Lynn Olson. Welcome to the cast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's such an <laughs> awkward thing when you get in a car with your wife and you have a You do it camera. every day and then there's a camera in yeah, your face and yeah, you're like, yeah. hey. So we're going we're to keep this about as real and uh, as we as we can without me getting, you know, slug bugged in the arm real quick. But uh, I wanted to bring Sherry on an episode to talk about what it was like being Matt's wife in my battle with cancer. And so, with further ado, Sherry, you wanna share, tell, tell the people, what you wanna do, tell everybody what it was like when you, what it was like in your journey. Cause I, everybody, everybody who knows us is, is gonna learn to know my journey, but what's it like for a family who's going to start a battle, maybe they're battling now, maybe they're gonna be battling in the future. What do you tell the spouse as a wife of somebody. Tell, tell us your story. Tell me what your story is. Well, I don't is. even know if I could say what I would tell them. I think just starting from the beginning, um, you know, being in the hospital, you think you're just having a surgery and then it turns in from, from a surgery to having cancer and, you know, it's processing it and then leaving the hospital. Actually, we left the hospital. We didn't know you had cancer yet, but I sus- suspected it. And then a few days after getting that phone call or from the doctor for you at jiu-jitsu and me being with the boys just another Tuesday night. Um, you know, and then you telling me the doctor called and said it was cancer and then me calling the doctor afterwards and talking to him while you were still with the boys. Um, I don't, I, there's no words for that emotion in that moment. Um, I think that night when all of our friends came out, thankfully that we have that support group that we did or still do. Um, but that night we joked around about it, but like, Although it was a joke, it was kind of serious, like planning your funeral. Like in my mind, it was, I'm already a widow. I'm like, the boys aren't gonna have a dad. I have to plan your funeral. Like, what am I gonna do? At front, and you got this and emotion it, from- And that was like in just a natural, like, and I don't know if that's that was my defense of, oh my gosh, my husband has cancer. What am I gonna do? Just like naturally, that's just where your mind goes. I don't was know. Was that from the initial news or is that just, Flashbang, thinking of cancer in general. What, 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 what made you? What made that emotion come over? Was it just? I think you know, hearing the cancer word, yeah. um, and I'll never forget the you know doctor. I don't want to say his name just in case, but he told me he's like, yeah, if you're gonna have, if anyone has to have any kind of cancer, this is the one that you want. I'm like, oh, oh. It's encouraging words. Encouraging words, but at the same time, like it's still cancer. Like what? And then you just think cancer and death. You don't think about like everything that you have to go to or go through to fight it you just think you associate it with death and and so the first day i was a yeah, hot mess yeah i was i would say that the day we, we call that day what we, day zero day zero it, yeah <laughs> and that was a pretty cool night right i mean we had our our dearest friends they drove from long beach out the bischoffs the land the his uh, the hazlets all came out and sat by and held our hand and what was that like having that kind of support for you that day especially on day zero like the day oh, we I, found out I probably just would have like went in my bed and cried myself to sleep all night, but like just being able to like talk about it and 
venting and being able to say out loud, like my husband's going to die or, you know, like laughing about it and making it more real versus, you know, just sitting there and dwelling and having those real talks about like, no, it's okay. You can fight it. Just, I don't know. Having Did you real... want to kiss me a little bit more that day? Do you think you yes, to I was, hand? I mean, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not the touchy feely yeah, person. Yeah, I'm not kissy. I'm not mushy, like, but I was like sitting in your lap me, and just holding you and me. hugging you. Like, I just want to hug listen you me, and touch one, you. <laughs> if it's one great thing that happened, is that my wife, her love language is bottom is physical for touch. For good 48 hours. <laughs> for, for, I got the most, she couldn't. Uh, that I'll night I remember we laid in bed she, and I, cried. Yeah, and she, she's, <laughs> we, we like our space in bed because, you know, we're, we both all like to be, you know, comfortable. But I, her hand wouldn't get, she she wouldn't stop touching I was me. like, I just have to, I just yeah, have to know you're alive. I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. I'm still here. So that was day zero. Let's talk about. Well, I think what, that lasted a couple nights. Though, yeah, right? I did. I was, listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, sometimes I wish I got diagnosed every single day because <laughs> I am loved every time of my life. No, but it's true. I just, like, I have yeah. that need of, like, Affection. just. No, not even, a, well, yeah, affection, like, in the sense of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get this again because <laughs> you're dying. Um, <laughs> not trying to laugh, but, like. No, it's, it is kind of funny because I, I feel the same way. I'm like, why are we, why do we feel this weird? It's almost like I feel like it was, like, when we first started dating. Oh, it was an instant you know I mean? connection, it was like, yeah. It was, like, it was, like, the first time we went on a date, like, oh, my gosh. Like, and I think, for me, at least, I took advantage of, like, 13 years of, you know, of what we had. And, like, we're, like, okay, is this the last year? Is this the last six months? And that was for me. So, tell me this. Tell me night. That was Tuesday. Tell me what it was like, in your eyes, when we told the boys. How did we, how did you come to it? What did you, what was well, going I think. Okay, we told the boys on a Friday night. I think even before that, um, I think it was Kylan had, or maybe Case, not remember. One of the boys had a baseball game the day after, I think, on a Wednesday. It might have been Thursday, I'm not sure. And I'll never forget, like, and I'll probably get emotional now, um, like seeing everyone for the first time. Okay, now, now where's my tissue? We didn't bring tissue on this. Listen, this podcast okay. is not spot tissues, but I got my uh, shirt. You need to cry on my shirt, babe. Okay, here for I got my shirt. Okay, right. um, I got it out. But I'll never forget, like, going to the baseball game for the first time. Like, everyone knew about it. Like, they saw the post and, like, walking to, like, see friends and family. And, like, they just give you that look. Yeah. And, like, getting that look was just, like, heart-wrenching. And I just kept telling them. I say, it's okay. And, like, they put their arms out and, like, I would hug them. And then I'm like, I can't talk about it right now. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> and I felt bad. But, like, I just had to, like, get myself together and, like, get my emotions under control. Or else I just would have cried the whole entire time. Um... So I'll never forget that moment and just, you know, and afterwards, like, <laughs> like I laugh about it now, but I felt bad at the time, but I just told them, I can't talk about it. Like, just, I'm just going to sit here and watch the game. And everyone just sat there, like, silently and, like, stared at the field. And, yeah, like, they looked at me on the field and you in the field. Like, it was, oh. it was an awkward feeling, but. But I, then I, like, kind of, like, I, once I composed my, you, got, you got composure, together. I was like, you, okay, you guys. Like, okay, yes, he has cancer. Yes, he has a doctor's appointment. But, it, like, even walking up to everyone, I just had that nervousness of like, oh my gosh, like it just kind of hit me and it's real. And then I don't think I really got over that until we told the boys. And I think like a lot of my initial emotions like went away after the boys knew because I think that was the hardest thing for me as like a mom is how am I gonna tell my kids that their dad has cancer and he might die. And again, it, that was initial thought of like it goes back to death. Um, so we told the boys on that Friday and we tried to make, as you remember, a joke about it. And yeah. this was the one time we told the boys that they're allowed to say, yeah, we let them say a bad word. word. Yeah, we're like, we're going to, we told them, we said, dad has this thing called Hodge. Yeah, we called it Hodge. You know, we got to fight it. It's going to be, you know, it's going to make dad sick. We like, he might look different. 
you might be grumpy, but you know, it's Hodge's a cancer, but you know what? We're gonna kick Hodge's ass. Yeah, and we put our hands in yeah, a circle. Jason got to say the A word that night. But then he case. also added another word, yeah, and I think it was yes. It's a PG show, so we won't say that. We okay. let him say it. We can't. We cannot remember if we let him say that or. If no, we did not it. let him say. It. He said on his own. Yeah, but he. he I think they, it was. We wanted to let some emotion out, yeah. and and they were able to do that, and they kind of chuckled. We tried to make it light. We didn't want to make it, you know, Doctor Dread, right? Yeah, and, and I that's I think that was the first time I had to set aside the thinking that you're dying. And turning it into thank, thank you. Thank I'm serious you. though. Like thank you for that. thinking about like you're oh, not girl. dying in the sense of like now it's time for me to like be strong because they need it. Yeah. And okay. then those emotions kind of flip to like, okay, I'm not gonna be a widow and if I am, like I have to be strong for them. And but that's where it turned into like and we'll talk about it I'm sure soon, but at the end we're just exhausted, you yeah. know. Okay, so let's get let's go down the next row. We have uh, our first visit um to the doctor uh, emotional day we got into city of hope and we started chemo well before well, i that, was i was away for a work trip when yeah. you had your first scan yeah that's right that's and right. i made you call me from <laughs> yeah we had to do a phone conference with doctor our doctor and someone always has to be in the room yeah yeah my, <laughs> my, my my father came with me and he sat with me and um Sherry got on the call and she wanted to be on the call and like we're having a phone conference as this lady's and I'm in Virginia and she's in Virginia and, but what was kind of cool is and I want to I want to pause there for a second and talk about our trip so we had a trip planned. oh yeah we had a trip planned before we got diagnosed to go to Washington DC we had Washington DC and we didn't want to start treatment we didn't want to start treatment and then go on a trip so what was and that I, like on our trip? Because that, that, that was a special trip for us, I think. Yeah, and I think even before that, like just meeting with the doctor, it's, um, she'd mentioned, you know, everyone, when you get diagnosed, everyone thinks you need to start chemo right away, but it doesn't matter if you start right away or in a month. Like, so going on our trip, excuse me, it was going to be totally fine. So we went to D.C. We already had it planned, and again, in the back of my mind, I'm probably thinking this is our last vacation ever. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> we, we, we did have some emotional, like, what if this is the last one, right? Like, we, yeah. we talked about it, the boys. But we didn't dwell on it. We had, we we it was probably time. one of our favorite vacations that we've had. We walked 36 miles in three yes. days, four days, yes. something like that. So. It was pretty as fun. Yeah, we had a good time. But I remember there was a couple of moments where I was getting upset with you because I was like, why do you keep walking away? Like, we're here. Like, be present. Like, the boys are here. And yeah. But then you would just come back, like, 20 minutes later, and then you finally told me when we got back that... You had your own little moment and... Yeah, I, I was having a really hard time of... We would be walking next to a monument or we'd be walking in It was at Washington's yeah. house. I, I just... I, I don't know it was. I mean, I'm looking at you three and I feel like I'm a ghost. And I don't know... Because we don't know what's going to happen with chemo. We don't know what's going to go on the journey. And there was a lot of emotions in that trip. But I, I, we had a great time. I, I mean, we had... And I think that's where we kind of found our little three-day trip is something that we like and enjoy like yeah. a three or four day trip somewhere and you know yeah. take in as much as we can while we're there and get after it and go hard so all right let's talk about a couple other things now let's talk about chemo what do you what do you think about chemo what what was your emotion when we first started chemo. um well number one you're scared of needles so i was wondering how yeah. you're going to handle that yeah. 57 pokes um i'll be honest i think you hear chemo and you think like vomiting and nausea and like laying in bed all day so like part of me you changed my perception of chemo because yes that happens but like you also didn't let it 
allow it to happen to you? And I don't know if it's just because the way you're built. Yeah, well, I, I, I think... But, like, I, the, I remember the first time you had chemo, I feel like you were kind of playing into a little more. You're like, I need breakfast. But then I'm like, you're out and about. You went to the gym. You're just fine. I was... But I, was, I made you waffles, and you're like, can I have more? I'm like, you're not sick. Yeah, I know. I know. This is, this is it, guys. Uh, <laughs> after the first one, I thought I was a superstar, and I was the chemo champ, but... Uh, I think it was like the third or fourth you finally... Well, I mean, after, I, after round three is when life changed, and... I call the toxin flush just started coming through me. And, but, but there was a couple times I remember, like, I feel like overall you did well with it until towards the end. Um, but there was only certain, I don't know, when did you start getting sick? Like, it, was, it was round four. Round four, four is when I puked every time. After round four, I was puked. Well, you puked at the doctor and then you would just come home and go straight to bed. But at that point, I realized, like, that's what he's got to do. Like, it's not about me. Like, it's not family time after chemo. It's just let him be and then he's going to get up in the morning and go to work and if he says he doesn't feel good I just okay you don't feel good and but then there was one time I think it might have been the last time because the boys and I were really excited and we tried surprising you with signs and uh, yeah. and you walked in the door and you just kind of like did this to us and like we're like what and we say congratulations you're done with chemo and you just like move the signs yeah, out of your way and then you just went upstairs and I we're was, like oh. I think that was a sad day for me because I didn't you guys put and we made like of, ice cream you made and, signs and ice cream and mom drove me home yeah. And you had the the boys came with us, but they couldn't go with us. But you guys made all these signs, and I later on in life, and I look back now, I'm like, man, that would have been a moment. But I'm, I I do remember, and there were pictures of it. Um, we'll yeah. have to post them and show what it was because there was. Well, I posted you, about it. That's yeah. when I was like, no, this is real because yeah. like we were trying to be excited, and you were just like not having any of it. Okay. And so let's talk about. But that's where, as a parent, again, I had to have the conversation with the boys of. Yeah. Dad's not feeling well. This is less chemo. Yes, we'll try to celebrate another time. Like, we have to be understanding that it's... And do you think as a spouse of somebody of somebody going through cancer, do you think it's better to be stronger for your kid? Like, like not show emotion, show emotion, cry. Like, how did you handle it with the boys? Take me aside. If I go, you still have the boys. How did you handle that? What was in your mind with that? Um... That's hard to explain because I feel like before it happened, like you got to be the strong parent. You don't show emotion. But then I like as becoming a parent, I realized like you have to talk about life and life happens and you got to prepare them for life. And this is part of life, whether it's cancer or some other illness or some other tragedy. Um, but then there were certain times where like I couldn't help but not cry in front of them or I couldn't help but not have a conversation with a friend you know, and they're in the room, and so they would hear things, and so then I kind of realized, like, we have to tell them, we have to have that that real talk with them, and also I think what helped is just praying about it a lot. Like, I felt like we were most in our religion and praying and, <laughs> like, during that struggle, and I think that's what got us through it, and then also teaching the boys, you know what, like, we can't control this, it's in God's hands, and we just have to pray about it, and you know, we're hoping for the best, but you know, we're going to try to beat it, but there's, it's not our control. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say that I, I really feel that our, you in particular, and this is just me saying this out loud, is that I think you took on a different role in our family at that time. You started about a, a couple months before you started devotional that yeah. book and you did it every day. And to this day, you still do it religiously. And I'm, I'm proud and you know, um, encouraged that you did that and I think that was kind of a connection with you and the boys 
right? Well, and speaking of that devotional book, so I started doing like online stuff before that, and then our neighbor, she. Our Sally. Yeah, I don't know if I could say names you or not. Say okay, our Sally. Thank awesome. you, our Sally. Um, she gave me her devotional book that she was reading, and she wrote a note in it, um, not to get emotional again. Gosh, Matt. Really uh, hey, listen, <laughs> I can bring a tear to your eye, baby. Uh, um, but that like just changed my perception on the the struggle and the fight because, like, I felt like every day when I read that, it like it hit the spot. Like it was just it dealt or related to what we were going through. And so I feel like that truly got me through it. And so, and then I, after reading, you know, a couple days or a week, I just made the boys, we read it out loud. And even though it was a woman's devotional, I made sure that I relate it to the kids and said it in their like, you know, kid talk, um, but that helped, but yeah. Okay, one, one side note, interesting Stop side note. Stop making me cry. Interesting Ugh. side note of when I got diagnosed, we start chemo, at church they were talking about, um, Joe. Joe. And that series went all the way through, I think, late August, September. Almost and I was just, in. my whole entire treatment was learning about the book of Job and his struggles. And it was, it's really strange how things work out. And, I, you know, God had a plan. And it's, it's interesting that certain things that came into our life at that time and people that were around us really got us through. But next question Am I really attractive? <laughs> Oh my I gosh. want this on public. Oh my want, gosh! Just answer this You're one so question. <laughs> am I am I more attractive now? Or no, because you keep shaving your head. And I tell you, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm inspired because I just don't like hair. No, just do it short. I know, but let me ask you a question. Am I more? This is a very serious question right now. We're saying, am I more attractive now? Why do you want this documented? I want this documented because <laughs> one day our great, 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 great grandchildren are going to see this, and I want them to know. Did great, great, great grandma Olson think I was more attractive before or after chemo? Go. After. After. Oh, man. So. No, per, like. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I don't know. It depends. Do what are we talking about here? <laughs> do you think that my muscles got bigger? Oh, my or gosh. What do you think? Uh, I mean, do you think my, my looks became a little bit we more We do attractive? have a friend that said on your 40th that chemo did wonders yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had poison inside me and maybe better. So. Anyways, all right, back to, back to our regularly scheduled program. Sorry for that commercial, but I had to make sure. Words of affirmation are my love. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're so <sighs> yes, wonderful. Yes, and see, this is all that I needed. This is and all touching, that we need. And I'm yeah, touching. Sweet. You're so oh. sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm chills on me. All right, real quick, let's go back to at the end, um, and we'll get dive into more. And I really like our our little dialogue here. It's actually pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> but I want you to tell people what it was like because. A perception of when you finish, we finish treatment. Tell them what it was like in our house. It was, was it, was it think, a joyous place or a happy place or a, or a dark place? I think two of the worst times through the whole process was number one, finding out and telling the kids and the day that you're technically starting remission. Yeah. Those were the worst days. And everyone thinks, you know, I'll never forget too. It's, you know, we get the scan and you like say a post, like, you know, you're so excited that you know, your remission, tumor's gone, cancer's gone. And we get a thousand texts, posts, messages, phone calls. Congratulations, now you guys can celebrate. Like, this is such great news. And I don't remember, if, were the boys home? I think they were at grandparents because they were off track. And it was just us in the house. Yeah, it was dark. And I, like, we never just have a quiet night just because Matt's not quiet. 
<laughs> sure, this is very You're true. Not I don't You're not just, quiet. I don't lie. I don't I'm loud. I'm really, really loud. But like we literally just sat on the couch where there was no TV, like the kids weren't there, and we just like <laughs> sat and stared and talked. We're like, this is weird. And everyone's still calling, congratulations, and we're like, Thanks. We're sitting in the dark. We're sitting like in a room by ourselves, yeah. no sound not saying anything and then we just finally said like this is really weird and it wasn't weird in the sense and actually i think we processed it maybe like a day later but it wasn't weird and we weren't sad that it was over we were like i think mentally and emotionally drained drained exhausted because like and i told matt or i told you um i told you you know um i'll never forget though like it's you in the beginning, I'm trying to stay positive for my kids and you, or our kids and you, I'm just talking, you know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to stay positive for them, I'm trying to stay positive for you, and then I'm trying to like put my guard up and keep myself strong for, you know, and able to do that, in order to do that. And then I'm also, you know, being positive for friends and everyone asking about you. And at the end, it's like, you're just drained because you've tried to keep up that like positive energy and that emotion and, like staying strong the whole time that it's like you just finally just release it but then it's like almost like the like a PTSD type thing um kicked in like it took probably a good four five months for us to get back to normal or I think I think 2019 was a year of us like between I think September going through the holidays like it was dark and I and I I, we talk about it like it was a hard time in our relationship I didn't know who I was after cancer. Um, we, we just really couldn't connect. Like, it was a very dark place. I but think. not even like... It, when I say dark, I'm saying it was... It was dark. It no, was, it was. I'm not saying we were, just we were, in our marriage, but yeah. just in life in general. Yeah, like, we didn't know how to... You know, uh, you have your, your friends weird. calling you every day, asking how everything's going yeah. or how are you doing? And then it goes to like, oh, well, it's gone and everything's great and everyone's back to their daily life. And like, it's adjusting. I don't know. I think we learned too, like, as far as friendships, like, who reaches out and who doesn't and you know like going back to earlier we were saying Matt's wife it's and I think that was part of the draining thing for me sorry I'm doing a squirrel but yeah but Matt's wife is I was gonna ask you about that no but being Matt's wife everything I was always Matt's wife or um you know during this whole ordeal and then it was if I get a phone call how's Matt doing it was I only probably three or four times did a couple friends say how are you doing and then like get emotional again like like hearing that, like I would just break down when they asked because like you don't, people always ask about you. And it's not like a selfish thing, it's just a normal, like I would ask too, but like you forget about how like the partner's doing, the spouse is doing. And that was, I, I mean. And so again, like at the end it was like, wait, how am I, how am I doing? I don't know how I'm doing. Yeah. I think I think a lot of times it, as, a, as a cancer patient, you know, we, we go through what we go and we're a secret fraternity, but I think there's also a, another, another side of this that that people need an outreach for of well and I had Neil yeah thankfully yeah, Neil, I mean yeah. yeah Neil was a good backbone for you like we Malin's would you know husband. text or reach out and he was one of the ones who like how are you doing like I know how Matt's doing but like how are you feeling or what what do you need you know and then I would be like nothing but you know but I had learned how to like receive help through it and yeah. that was hard and do you <laughs> think do you think that us putting it out in display was it good or a bad thing? Do you think it was what we should have done? Or do you look back and say, we've been able to help other people? What do you think? 
Um, I think when you first did it, I'm like, why would you put it out there? This is weird, but I'm more of a private person and you're not. So, but like during that time, we've always said like so many people have reached out, like this is a blessing in disguise, you know, so-and-so has reached out to you and you're helping them through their journey. And then I think 2019, it was kind of, we wanted to put it out there and help, or it was already out there, but we wanted help. We didn't know how. And so I feel like this year it's kind of, we know how and it's happening and and uh, Move Through Motivation is is a company that's started by three families, and obviously you're part of this, and you're in this journey. And do, are you excited about this, about helping people? Because that's what we do. I mean, are you really? I mean, you're an introvert. But I'm an introvert, so you can't ask that question. But, Obviously, I'm excited. You know, I don't know how to express that. Yeah, I know. And I, and I want to say this because sometimes Sherry won't do it, and I'm going to speak up for her. She is a she's got a heart of gold, and I don't I don't do a good job of explaining that to people sometimes because I am an extrovert and I'm blah, I'm always in your face. But she has, she's the first person to call me and said, hey, somebody's going through a hard time, we need to get them dinner. Um, somebody's going through a hard time, you need to go and see them. And she's not a person that really, she's a, I don't say behind the scenes person, but. Oh, I'm behind the scenes, I'll yeah, tell you, like, Matt, no, go do but this. But then I'm like, you should do this. You need to, yeah, but you, you, you do a good job. And, I, and I, I thank you for that, man. I give you a word of affirmation on that, that you do a good job of, you know, um, being a, support system in this journey because I want to make sure that we help as many people as we can and there are people that you are just like you that were you know a spouse well I think that's where Neil like I want to be the new Neil yeah yeah and Neil did a great job (laughs) well then we had a friend who got diagnosed and I reached out to that wife and I told her I said this is gonna suck it's not gonna be fun but it's how you handle it and it's who you put around you yeah yeah and I think I think we're, what we're most grateful for in our journey, and Sherry and I talk about this openly, is like our relationships with certain people have gotten a lot stronger mm-hmm. with a lot of people. And our network of friends is so diverse from high school to college to workplace of people that community, have helped us. Yeah, sports. the community, our city, the, 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 the sports affiliations like the Little League and, and Eastvale. And we're just grateful, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so. Sherry Lynn. I gotta tell you, Matthew Michael, Sherry Lynn, I what? am very proud of you on this. You did. A, you were super nervous to do this. I you don't super, like being behind the camera, like and attention, it's like I, in my face. I know, camera. I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm really thankful you did this, and I love you. And you might have to be a guest on future episodes of the podcast. So we'll have a marriage about, talk. Yeah, a marriage talk. I think that'd be a good one. I think a, a marriage talk about how tell them how good looking I am as I know and you're 40 years old. So just grow out your hair a little bit, and then I'll give you that compliment. Ah, no, I can't. Just a I little bit. I love the I love this fresh shit. We appreciate you. We love you, fam, for joining us today. Thank you. And remember to just keep moving. And if you need a word of encouragement and a little motivation, reach out. Reach out. Hit us up at Move Through Motivation. And we will be your source for encouragement. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day.